Hi, Amber. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Hi. That was that felt abrupt for some reason. I feel like you were curtailing my thank you by just being like, "Hi, Amber. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock." I can't get a word in edgewise. I'm just I'm just here, and I have to, oh 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 okay. Here I am in I'm Bad just, Movies Rock. I'm just excited to be talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be. It's a great movie. It is a very good movie. Hi, Megan. Uh, Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Amber. How are you, Amber? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Good. We, we've been talking for like a while now. I mean, I just watched mm-hmm. a movie I really like, so good. Excellent. Definitely better than average. Sure. How How are you? Is this a thing we do now? How are you, Megan? <laughs> is Tell this a thing we do? do? Tell me do your we hopes talk, and dreams. Do we talk to each other now? Oh, but like, yeah. Am I having chicken today? Are you having chicken today? Is there food in there? I don't think I'm going to have chicken today. I haven't, and I don't think I will. Okay. I mean, that's not what I asked, but I guess it answers the question you wish I had asked. Mm -hmm. And you're not having chicken today, is that correct? I mean, I feel like that's kind of a gimme, given Mm -hmm. my circumstances. I have not resumed eating the flesh of birds. (laughs) I see. Okay, cool. I still do not want to eat them Mm -hmm. or own them. I'm just in general, I don't need to have anything to do with those soulless, dead-eyed, feathered lizards. Sure. Okay. Yeah, come at me, bird lovers. Come at me. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad we got our small talk out of the way. Amber, (laughs) what movie do we watch today? Lockout! Lockout. Yeah. Lockout, 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 lockout. Space prison! Yes, indeed. Yeah, Amber, you'd watched this before, but I don't think I had. Yeah, I, 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 I had had it in my head that it was one of the first ones I made you watch. Hmm. Which might be how we got by this long without having seen it. Like, right. I just, I had already mentally checked it off the list of, Megan needs to see this. Mm-hmm. Which is great because now it was an extra special, you yeah. know, toy prize at the bottom of the sugar box mm-hmm. that I didn't know I had been anticipating. Yeah, this is, this was delightful. Did you like it? I very much like this movie. Excellent. I this mean, is, this is the first one since alert. that. This is the first one since Baywatch that follows our our old timey friendship standards mm-hmm. of Omega, oh, Omega, Omega, you have to see this. Mm-hmm. And I always feel a little bit bad about you rewatching movies that you've already seen, but that doesn't seem to bother you even a little bit. No, it's one of my favorite things. I, I One of the main reasons why I have my dark movie collection is that, remember, we talked about how it stops me from doing oh, I know. terrible things. So I like I to think that it Dexter. represents those terrible things undone. It's the potential. Mm-hmm of dark deeds is what my movie collection represents okay but one of the main reasons why i collect them is Uh because i want to have easy access to being able to inflict them on the people that i care about Uh uh-huh yep very good you heard the air quotes right very they were clear yeah i just wanted to be sure i Mm -hmm. mean you saw them but i needed to make sure that they were auditorially apparent yeah i didn't actually see them so um, we we FaceTime with each other, mm-hmm. um, but because I'm also looking at some things on my computer, Amber's just a little sliver, and I didn't <gasps> see her air quotes. Wow, I see your beautiful I... face. Well, uh, I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you can't see the girls, what's the point? 
<laughs> you need to aim a little bit lower to see the girls. Amber. Hold on. Let me get like, the, it'll be just the chest cam then. Like, okay, so basically good. from my nose to my cleavage. Uh, yeah. That's how I like to have it. Mm-hmm. I, your face, whatever. Yeah, we don't really need most of the face. It's, there's not a lot happening up there. Oh, dear. Most of my emoting happens down here. <laughs> you emote with your bosoms? I do. I wow. do emote with my bosoms. You, the range of emotion that my bosoms are capable of would put most actors to shame in the movies that we tend to watch. Yeah. All right. This, this tracks. Mm-hmm. It's a bountiful bosom. I'm trying to think if mine would be sassy or just very proper. Hello, Megan. <laughs> so nice to see you again on Bad Movies Rock. Oh, boy. I've got a lot more decorum than you do. I like to think so. So, we watched uh, Lockout, and I was just lamenting before we started recording that I am not really sure how to come up with a summary for this movie. <laughs> um, but let me and give why it, is that? And well, why is that, Megan? Because nothing in this movie matters even a little bit. So, yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, we parsed it out that things matter just a tiny bit, but for the most part... Okay, so what happens is the president's daughter goes up to space prison to check to see if the prisoners are being cared for correctly. Now, what we learn is that this space prison is, instead of having the inmates out about, they just put them in stasis for whatever their term is. So... Well, we'll get to some of that later. But the question is, are there, like, is there a problem with space prison? Is there a problem with stasis? Is it is this humane treatment? So that's what she's up there to find out. Things go stupidly, stupidly wrong. Um, every single one of the inmates gets out and they take over space prison. They don't know they have the um, president's daughter for a little while. They figure that out. Um all the hostages die. They send Guy Pierce up there to um, save the president's daughter. Uh, he eventually does. They blow up space prison. And uh, uh, he saves the president's daughter. Anyway, that's all. Pretty much. Doesn't really happen in that order necessarily, but that's only because it, it needed to be completely pointless before we reached the end. Um, so Guy Pierce plays Snow, and the government kind of has him in the position of forcing him to go up to space prison to save the president's daughter because he's accused of doing some bad stuff that he didn't actually do, and he also kind of has to go up there to see where secret stuff is hidden from his um, uh, friend Mace. Anyway, <laughs> none of it makes any sense, nor does it matter. I'm trying to think if there was... A more confusing way to, like, <laughs> dissemble about it. He has to go up there anyway, you know, because he left a dude with secret stuff up there. That's you know. what it was. I, you're not wrong, but it was, you generalized it to the point of tr complete nonsense, which is perfect <laughs> because it is complete nonsense. Yeah. You just removed all of the shiny trappings of, you killed the general. I didn't kill the general. I saw you kill the general. You're going to space prison. Oh, he's going to space prison anyway, and he has nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And the president's daughter is up there. Oh, good. I don't want to go the fuck up there. Take my 30 years. I don't give a shit. Ooh, but the thing that you want is also up there. Okay, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, it's, ultimately, yeah. that doesn't tell you anything more than, nope. there's secret stuff up there with a the dude. Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Yep, it's fantastic. Um, well, that was our summary. Um, let's step into the Critics' Corner briefly. Critics' Corner, where we fondle the critics consensually. It's not what we do. Um, anywho. Okay, wait, wait, let me take another pass at it then. Critics' Corner, where we give you the numbers from websites. Yeah, okay, yep, that's exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Don't bother Googling. We've got you. We've got you. What did Metacritic say about this, Amber? Critics, 48. Audience, 78. Really? Interesting. Um, Rotten Tomatoes was Critics, 37, and audience score is 46. Oh, my. Ouch, right? Why are the Metacritic users so much happier about this movie? I have no idea. I suppose that is that is the refining process that Metacritic offers. It's not just good or bad. It's, mm -hmm. you know, m most of the reviews are mixed yeah you've got a lot of 50s and a lot of 40s yeah this, a lot of mine are just like it's cliche it's ridiculous mm -hmm. which i learned it, it is actually according to french courts very cliche <laughs> yes so so one of the critics that i picked out that i thought oh well this is just a you know they said that this is bad but i read this as good and it says like escape from la in space and in fact, like you just said, the French courts say exactly that. So John Carpenter won a plagiarism case against Luc Besson over Lockout because it shamelessly ripped off both Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. I Luc mean, Besson had to pay John Carpenter money. They are kind of general action movie cliches. Being the president's daughter is just asking to be used as a pawn in some desperate action movie game. Exactly. That's very true. And having kind of a, a cynical, blase, wisecracking, unkillable hero. Mm -hmm. Also pretty standard fare. Yep. Absolutely. But, I mean, hey, it's, it's I, far be it for me to argue with a French judge. Sure. Or John Carpenter. I think my favorite review was, it was, it was a mixed one, around 50 or 40, saying that what I won't often say about an action movie is that this might have benefited from being a little bit longer. Ha. Yeah, it came in at uh, 95 minutes, so it's it's right around that hour and a half mark. Which is usually the perfect runtime, but I don't disagree. I feel uh, like yeah, there were either. moments when things just started happening. Mm -hmm. Just rapid fire things just started happening. Like they just decided to pull out 20 minutes of content to keep the runtime lean. Yeah. Or it, they ran out of money. One of two things. One or the other. Yeah, the... Um, President's daughter is played by Maggie Grace. She plays Emily Warnock. And I feel like her and Guy Pierce just right away have this antagonistic relation, like this quippy, witty, antagonistic relationship from the moment they meet. Yes. Are, are we moving into to good times? Yeah. Have we left the critics' corner? I think we have. Remember, you have to be really explicit with me. Amber, we cannot afford to burn another one. Amber, come on yes, out of the critics' corner with me. Why don't you? Thank you. This one is musty, and I don't know why. So. Antagonism. Yes, very much so. Between Maggie Grace and Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. Right away. They start. I love Guy Pierce's character. Yeah, Guy Pierce's character in this is so. He's nonchalant through the entire thing. He never. Like, if they had a heart monitor on this character, it would never go above, like, 60 BPM. He's just. Mm -hmm fucking chill 
chill about everything that's happening all of the time. Mm-hmm. Quippy, nonchalant, cynical, hilarious. I I get that it's cliched. I get that, you know, maybe it's just kind of that, that indestructible, macho, manly man. More than anything, he's just kind of a cynical dick. Yeah, but he's great. funny. Mm-hmm. And he's not, he's sort of disengaged from the whole thing. Just the shenanigans that are going on around him. Yeah, it starts with... Um, Peter Stormare trying to get the location of this briefcase from Guy Pierce, and he just has a dude that's just punching him, and the guy, um, or I guess Guy Pierce, just keeps saying, "Yep, shit, yep, yep." Stormare asks a question. Guy Pierce gives him a shitty answer. He gets punched by Rupert. He disappears off screen as like an actor's name shows up because, of course, this is like the intro Opening. sequence. When he comes back up, the name is wiped. He says something shitty again in response to a Stormare question. Punched, goes down again. New name. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's good beginning. Constant. Just get to and it. And there are two your mom jokes. There are two your mom jokes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when he finds out that the guy hitting him is named Rupert, he's very offended by the fact that he's being hit by a guy named Rupert. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's great. It, it, it immediately establishes his cred as just a don't give two or three fucks mm-hmm. action hero man. And then we do the flashback to the incident that he's being questioned about what actually and it demonstrates yeah. that he's not all talk he is mm-hmm. quite quite literally just a deadly man yes he is of punches and shoots mm-hmm. he can ride a unicycle like nobody's business yep <laughs> in the future i don't know you know if you are aware of this but in 2079 we will have advanced so far technologically that we'll be able to pull that second wheel off of motorcycles and finally make the unicycle you've always been wanting all right. Well, there you go. That's that's what we've all been wanting this whole time. The whole bicycle thing is just so 20th century. It's twice as many wheels as you need. Exactly. Explosions, explosions, reasons, reasons, briefcase, espionage, space! Yeah. He, um, Guy Pierce gives the briefcase to his friend Mace. Mace puts it somewhere that Guy Pierce has no idea where it is, and the whole idea is that Mace is also up in the space jail. Um, and he has to connect with Mace to see where this briefcase went to. The other thing that happens is, so Lenny James um, plays uh, Harry Shaw, who's um, looks to be on Guy Pierce's side, kind of the good cop to uh, Stormare's bad cop. And when Space Jail gets taken over with President's daughter inside, Lenny James convinces Peter Stormare to send Guy Pierce up there to save the president's daughter because he also wants to know where this briefcase is located. Yes, he knows that Mace has been sent to space prison for, we see a cutscene after he stashes the briefcase, he immediately drops a gun, Mm -hmm. which goes off and murders a cop. Yep. Just Just immediately, just immediately does that. And and of course, we've been told that this space prison... Is It's a prototype. It can hold 500,000 prisoners, but right now they're in the 500 phase. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst of the worst. And we talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's mostly rapists and murderers. Yes. And we love the fact that in the movies, in rapists most movies, are yeah. the worst of the worst. It's mm-hmm. rapists and murderers. Those are the scum of the world. Those are the people who are in maximum terrible, security terrible prisons. Yeah. 
movies get this. Yeah. In real life, there's a statute of limitations on rape. Yes, there we is. We often don't bother prosecuting rapes. Yeah. No. Uh, but movies get it. If you mm-hmm. are a rapist, you are going to fucking space prison, you, mal- you fucking monster you animal. Monster. Mm-hmm. Yep. In real life, though, the statute of limitations is over, so go about your merry way. We wouldn't want to ruin the rest of your life for Dear God. a childish indiscretion of uh-huh. whoopsie assault. Yeah, we wouldn't want to like ruin your swimming career because you... Oh, this just got real. ...are a fucking rapist. Anywho... Anywho, movies get that rapists are the worst. But this poor guy, I mean... He whoopsie murdered that cop. He whoopsie murdered that cop. Mm -hmm. That was a a clear whoopsie doo-doo. And there have to be cameras everywhere because there are cameras everywhere so that we can see everything that's happening all the time in the rest of the movie. Yep. They had to, I mean... It should have been manslaughter. And does he really need to go to space prison for that? Oh, I don't think so. When... It is um, decided that Guy Pierce is now going to go to space jail to get the president's daughter. Um, Rupert is there, and Guy Pierce definitely knees him in the crotch before he goes. But with complete nonchalance, like yeah. he does everything no, else. Like yeah. it's, it's not like it's personal. It's more just, well, you had been wailing on me, and I'm probably going to die on this mission, so I won't mm-hmm. get another chance to just like puck out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then no he emotion just steps on his over face. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Just sort of a dry, wry amusement at the world around him. He's not impressed, but he's kind of amused. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he is he is very amused by everything. By everything. He was just doing his job, Amber. He was just doing his job. Stormare told him to punch him, and he punched him. I mean, but then I guess Guy Pierce was doing his job as the wry badass guy. True. Very true. I must kick you, for mm-hmm. it is in my code. So, um... The the reason that space jail gets um, under the hands of the inmates is as ridiculous a concept as one could imagine, which is that um, Maggie Grace goes to talk to one of the inmates because she wants to make sure the the stasis is okay and that the inmates are feeling okay. And so they take out of stasis. Um, his name is Heidel. I don't think I ever remember him getting a name in the movie, but sure. He is mm. a, what, 53-time rapist, they say? They bring That's, out... Those are the ones he's been charged with. A terrible human being. And and we were discussing it, and I think maybe they were bringing out the worst of the worst so that she would feel like, well, they belong there, or um, that they deserve this. Yeah, I think because I, 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 I had I had wrestled with this logical puzzle before when I watched this, because sure. clearly this movie knows what it's doing. It is mm-hmm. very, very clearly thought out, very clear steps involved in, so, in pushing the plot. So, Amber, um, you are saying those words. Your head is shaking in the no. <laughs> That's purely unconscious. I, mm-hmm. I, I assure oh, yeah. you, I believe I'm... everything that I am saying right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole thing is so it's this grand conspiracy that mm-hmm. kind of has nothing to do with anything that Maggie Grace is there on a humanitarian mission because she's heard that the stasis that they put the prisoners on under is not in fact humane at all and it gives them dementia and psychosis and and violence and it breaks their little brains yeah and that the station itself is being funded by people interested in deep space 
like research. Right. So it's very clear that they're just experimenting on inmates. Of course they are. For science, because Mm -hmm. who cares about inmates? Well, Maggie Grace cares about inmates. Mm -hmm. And the warden is basically just like, do your little visit and sign off. Mm -hmm. And of course they would, I'm thinking, well, then why do you bring out the craziest, creepiest, grossest mother? Oh, of course, because he's going to be the least sympathetic person there. She won't have any more questions. She'd be like, I don't care if they dissect your brain. Um, The other thing we were discussing is that having people go in into stasis for 30 years, 40 years, whatever their sentence is, it's just, like, rehab is a bit of a joke in most prisons anyway, but this is just throwing that all out the window. It's just like, we're taking 30 years of your life. That's all. You don't get to at least get letters from your family, watch your kids grow up, you know, any of that. No, you're just wake up and 30 years are gone. Which I'm sure helps them slide seamlessly back into a world that they no longer understand. Sure. Even more so. Mm-hmm. Prison in and of itself does not help you figure out how to no. live in society. But now you're going to basically time travel them simultaneously. Yeah. yeah, it's... it's. My God, where's the second wheel? I can't do this anymore! <laughs> Exactly right. That is what happens. And then we get Alex, who's played by Vincent Reagan, um, kind of becomes the leader of the prisoner revolt and happens to be Heidel's um, brother, which is the only reason that it makes sense that Alex doesn't immediately murder Heidel because he's not helping anything and he's just kind of become unhinged. Yeah. what's Who's the dude playing Heidel? Joseph Gilgan? Joseph Gilgan, yep. Joseph Gilgan, who I think is in some show on AMC that I don't watch. He was also in The Last Witch Hunter. Yes, he as, was. Yeah. He was that bad witch that gets dragged away. Yep. For the council. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 Good yeah. Good I yep. had to look that oh, up. Oh, I know. I know what's up. Um, oh, he's in Preacher. Yeah, I don't... It's not my jam, but mm-hmm. I guess he, he plays... Kind of a similar unhinged character, though in this he's just crazy. Yeah, and there's he's not okay. You you don't know if it's the effects of the stasis that have broken his brain, or if that's just who he it's is. Him. Yeah, kind of feels like it's just him. It does doesn't because his brother not... does not seem surprised. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, that's just Heidel. Um, he's bonkers, bonkers. This it's kind of entrancing. It is. It's very good. And well, simultaneously grotesque. Oh, for sure. And the one question I have from, you know, I I kind of understand why Alex then wouldn't kill Heidel. But the question is, why does he ever give him a gun or leave him alone with prisoners? Makes zero sense. Did you think like maybe it's kind of that idle hands situation, like give him a job and then he'll Well, I guess he he did give him a job, which was hunting down. Guy Pierce's character, Snow. Which he never did. To, yeah, he just kind of sent other people to do it. He wasn't into it. Yeah. I would his get, brother if, really didn't understand him, is, is what I can take away from this. It was, his brother never really got him. And that's that must have been hard. Yeah. If anything, I would have given him a gun with no bullets in it. And yeah. had like four of my like most trusted people hang out with him. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if you ever find yourself uh-huh. with a murderous, psychotic 
sibling. Yes, go on. During a space prison break. This is how I would deal with it, yes. And you have to delegate. I'm laying down my plan now. I'm glad you're doing that. I mean, and that's that's what will make your plan succeed, whereas mm-hmm. this guy's failed miserably. Exactly. He was just kind of scrambling the whole time to catch up. So Maggie, Grace, and her... Um, Hawk. Her secret service agent who causes this entire problem. Yeah, Hawk is the whole reason any of all of this went bad. He took a gun into the room, which allowed Heidel to get out, which allowed the prisoners all to get out. Then Hawk and Maggie Grace run away at some point, and he hides them in um, some room, and he shoots the control pad, which immediately sends off an alarm that there's a nitrogen overload in the room, and he ignores it. I mean, alarms are going off everywhere. The prisoners are free. Madness, madness, madness. And I just shot something. So, of course, a stupid alarm is going to go off. Mm -hmm. But... Then he does the honorable thing when he realizes that the oxygen in the room is running out and shoots himself in the head. Mm -hmm. We must protect the president's daughter at all costs. Well, I mean, if you're a Secret Service agent, that is kind of your deal. Mm -hmm. He gave her like three extra seconds because Guy Pierce was essentially right there and about to save them. But they didn't know know that. They didn't. They couldn't have known that. There's no way. Um, As soon, as soon as Emily and snow get together they are immediately quipping at each other they are immediately he wants her to shut up she wants to know what he's going to do for the hostages he just wants quiet and she just wants answers mm-hmm. who are you talking to it doesn't really matter who he's talking to i mean your your secret service guy is dead there's 500 prisoners out hunting for you because they know you're the president's daughter's na- daughter now mm-hmm. yeah no it's she wants to save the hostages because she cares about people remember humanitarian mission exactly. she even cares about the the rapey murdery people mm-hmm. and he just wants to get her off because that's what he will get him out of a 30-year sentence on apparently this prison right and find mace so that mace can tell him where the case is mm-hmm. exactly right and they do find mace eventually um after oh right first um guy pierce takes her and um mixes mixes up a concoction with what does he say coffee grease toilet water and then he um cuts her hair and pours that all over her head to to make her to change her appearance um and she for some reason is like why why is this happening it's like Duh, lady, like he's trying to make you blit. Have you heard of a disguise? Seriously. And then he punches her in the face for he cosmetic does. reasons. For cosmetic. And it's, it is, it is what, because he does punch her in the face for cosmetic reasons. Like mm-hmm. it's, the, the point is to like try and de-pretty her a little bit. But yeah. it's this, it's this, it's, it's missing something. And then bam. Uh-huh. And then he, he grabs her and holds he her. Catches sh- her. It's just cosmetic. It's just cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> you still punched her in the face. Yeah, he did still punch her. But it and- is... She's it's, arguing with him about putting on the like orange the uniform of the pr- prisoners. Yeah. What do you mean no? It's what do you mean no? Yeah. But you you need to blend in. Yeah. Why are you just being contrary? They I don't love it when they do that with female characters. No, I don't movies. either. Yeah. I, th- just by making them be difficult so that they're a foil for the hero to be more practical and more manly. And they they definitely do that with her her big time like just having her kind of act helpless having her act stupid having her ask stupid questions having her just kind of snipe at him for no real reason even after they find mace and 
it turns out Mace's brain has melted. Oh, it's like so the, sad. He's got dementia now. He's He's got the space madness. And after Mace sadly dies because mm-hmm. the, <laughs> because space prison, now that they have killed or hostaged all the engineers, is dropping out of orbit. Mm-hmm. And it, it collides with the International Space Station, which yes. they only mention so that they can discuss the fact that the orbit is decaying and they can't just let the situation unfold. Like, they're on a clock now. Right. I, I, I'm hoping no one was on the International Space Station. Yeah, because that, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not good that, for them either. But it still, it leads to Mace's death. It's sad. And then she's just like, I guess you leave your friends behind. You don't know him. She knew nothing of what happened. Like what she just starts ragging on him. About? Yeah, she yeah. just starts digging at him. Mm-hmm. I don't even. His friend just died, and he was there to save him. Then he act. He seemed quite affected by it, mm-hmm. despite you know saying people die all the time. It just happens. He seems it's for the first time he's showing some emotion other only. than ride disinterested amusement. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do, love it when they do that with female characters. I don't at either. All. No, and that was because a lot of the movies we've watched recently, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, and, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, there, there's just been in, in um, Hansel and Gretel, like, there's been like these badass women who, like, you know, do their own thing and are very capable. Um, she just very much seems like a princess who needs to be saved. It's a very much that kind of thing that they're doing with her, which is a bummer. And and they play with that to kind of drop some jokes. I I, I still do enjoy the line where he, he hands her a packet with a picture of an apple on it as he's sending her to the escape pod where he, he well, he goes to look for Maze. Here's an apple and a gun. Don't talk to strangers. Shoot mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and she looks helpless and walks in the wrong direction and asks where north is. He's like, You're you're in space. You're, you're space. There is no north in space. If there had been other women in this Sure. Who yeah. or if if Snow had been cast as a woman, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with this because you're playing with more socioeconomics yes, and agreed. you know sheltered privilege that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if if she had been a male, I right. wouldn't be saying this. But having her be the only woman in yep. this movie, yeah, and there, have her. There was one other, and she got shot super early. Yeah. Oh, I forgot After about her helping. because she got shot super early. Much like yeah. the woman who was in Riddick. I forget yeah. this person oh, exists man. because she exists just to be shot so that the main character can be sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's some rough shit. They do make her more competent and a little bit more worldly as the movie progresses where she makes yeah. tough decisions and yep. tries to do the right thing. And that's like, so they, they try to kind of show that progression. But it does, having her be the only woman and... I don't know. I, I just I don't, it's, yeah. No, it's 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 that trope that a lot of the movies we've been watching recently have avoided, and we've given them you know big ups for avoiding that. But this one definitely falls into that trope of princess needing to be rescued. So as Mace, uh, right before Mace dies, he, um, you know, we're told he has this stasis state, space madness. Yeah, we're told that he has this space madness, and he's just kind of says random words, but then he kind of makes this association with um, the case and the locker, and he says this random n- numbers and words that she actually remembers, and that is how they find the uh, briefcase a little bit later. Yep, because she she pieces it together with her Sherlock brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Right. Now that she's no longer fighting for her life and, and every... she, <laughs> So she and Guy Pierce are the only people who survive space prison. Space jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you have two, 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 two competing goals. Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce is supposed to save her. Right. And get to Mace and figure out where the case is. Right. Which, she, which is his own mission. Um, which is his, yeah, his own Peter personal Stormare mission. Peter does not know about this mission. Yes, yeah, Stormare cannot know about this because we don't trust Stormare. We don't Do know who's, who's dirty in the government. Mm-hmm. But she wants to save the hostages. Like, the other people are important to her. She wants to get them out of there. And she yes. be, it, essentially is aware that as soon as she leaves that station... Mm-hmm. The president will give the order to blow it the fuck up, whether right. or not there are other hostages there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she sends the escape pod away, mm-hmm. the only escape pod the away, only one. and come back, comes back to say, hey, man, help me save the hostages. I know where Mace's case is. Of course, she has not Sherlocked it yet. She actually yet. doesn't know. She's just straight up lying to get what she wants. Respect, Maggie Grace. This is the turn. This is the turn for her that they give yes. you in the movie of... You know, put put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of talk about caring about people. Well, I do care about people. I'm gonna put myself on the line to save these random strangers. Right. And which is what he'd kind of accused her of right after Mace died was like, oh, it's all well and easy to do until something is really at stake. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so that's what she's doing. So that's what good she's on doing. Her. She's grown. Unfortunately, almost immediately after that. Mm-hmm. Gilgan's crazy ass character yep. gets on the intercom video and says, I'm going to shoot somebody every three seconds until you tell me where you are, Maggie mm-hmm. Grace's character. And yep. then he does that. And then she tells him, despite Guy Pierce being like, don't do don't it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I am here. And he says, great. And then he shoots everyone else. He finished sh- shooting all the hostages. The um, hostage situation has been just handled so poorly. They ran out of engineers like within the first 30 minutes because they kept threatening engineers with other engineers' deaths. And yeah, it was great. It, it was, was just great. like, what are you doing? Like, if you ever expect to get off of this um, space jail, like there's, you can't. You can't just have shot all of your prisoners or all they of your hostages. Like, it's not... Hemorrhaging hostages uh-huh. in the name of supposed efficiency. Yeah. Like, if you bring me two engineers, I shoot one immediately, and then I can curtail the whole it-can't-be-done conversation. Or you shot the one guy who knew how to do who it. Who knew how to do it. Who knows? Yeah. It's just... They've just been killing people. They've just been killing people. Apparently, they think they have infinite hostages. And this is... They're already killing people before they find out they have the president's daughter, who is, in theory, the only one they actually need. Right. But once she escapes, you need the other hostages to then control her. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, what happens is that once they do recapture her Mm -hmm. and all the other hostages are dead, the non-psychotic brother, well, I guess he's probably still psychotic, but, you know, the one that's capable of some form of reason... Mm -hmm. Tells her to tell her president father not to blow up the space station. Right. And she's like, all the hostages are dead. Blow this place the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now you're mad at your brother. Now you're mad at your brother. Mm-hmm. You're the one who left him alone with the hostages. You're the one who gave him any kind of responsibility. And yes. then are you surprised that he shanks you in this scene? And right. And then, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heidel's shanks Alex. And then, uh, yeah. Yep, so now Heidel is in charge? I 
Guess so, for a limited amount of time. For about five seconds before mm-hmm. Guy Pierce shows back up again. We, we watch him fall down an elevator shaft, but he's fine. because Don't worry about it. Because he's snow, man, mm-hmm. and snow is indestructible. Yep. Uh, he saves Maggie Grace again. Mm-hmm. In kind of a real badass way, where mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we just watched Heidel shank his brother, and then, of course, the first thing he wants to do, because he wants to do this the entire movie, which is really upsetting is he wants to rape maggie grace it's very clear that's his entire um intent this whole movie um but then he's annoyed that she's fighting back and so he goes to shiver and then you think she's been shivved but no guy pierce has caught the shiv in midair before with his bare hands his bare hands yeah yep he's just holding onto the blade yeah yep then he makes short work of heidel because Mm -hmm. of course and now it's time to get off the station. Now the president has given... Well, no, no, the president has not. The president says he can't do it. And so uh, Peter Stormare... Takes over. Thank you. Yeah, He temporarily little... relieves him of his presidential duties because he can't think clearly, which mm-hmm. most of the time I see Stormare, he's kind of, you know, you, you get your Hansel and Gretel witch hunter, can't wait for him, a troll to decapitate him. Right. You've got, you know, Constantine Devil. You, you often kind of don't see him play a good dude. Yeah. In this one, he's kind of the only straight shooter. Yeah, he's the only one that makes sense. I mean, he, he really did think he saw Guy Pierce shoot the general in the first scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is taking over because if they don't shoot this prison down, it's going to um, land on the eastern seaboard within six hours. And I imagine kill millions. That probably won't be great. Yeah. Yeah. So and also her and also her. Like, yeah, she will still die in that instance. She will still be dead. At this point, everyone who was a hostage and not a prisoner is dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. As far as they're concerned. And Maggie Grace is unsavable. Yep. So all the things that happened beforehand were pointless. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. And also he didn't get the case from Mace. So that mm-hmm. also didn't. Like, it's amazing how yep. pointless all the things that just happened are. But- Whatever. They go to blow up the thing. They blow up the thing. Maggie Grace and Guy Pierce get into two <laughs> spacesuits that are capable of re-entry not burning into the, up yeah. in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you hit a button and then the that explodes off of them and then they have a parachute. Yep. So that they can just normal styles parachute mm-hmm. from orbit. Yep. So this is the one thing that comes. So I guess the one thing that comes out of it is that she gets off the space station. If If it was going to blow up... She's the only one who survives off of it that didn't, that was on it originally. Yeah, and I don't love that in a way they get rewarded for their bad behavior on that level. It's yeah. like, well, let's just save my daughter. And they do. That's the only person that comes off there alive that started there. Damn it. Yeah. I hate that you get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess that's and, the way the world works. Yeah. And then, she, right, like you said, she Sherlock's out that when uh, Mace was saying, what did you say? I see you. I, f- I foresee you that mm-hmm. those were the letters and numbers that made up the um, uh, locker combination. And they just played Mace's voice over um, when she was looking for these things. And it was like, yeah, no, we, we, we get it. No, but we, we had it. to see that she was putting it all together in uh-huh. her brain. Yeah. Like a genius. Very much so. Like a genius. And what yeah. is the point of this, Megan? There's not one because the briefcase is empty. Yes, it is. And what we find out, and, and there is kind of a punchline here because they bring the briefcase in and 
Guy Pierce and Letty James are sitting across from each other, and Guy Pierce puts down the briefcase, and Letty James opens it with a combination. Oh, that briefcase was locked. It was locked. But oh, how did how did he know? Because he's the turncoat bad guy. What? Oh my goodness! It was Lenny James the whole time. Mm-hmm. Naughty, naughty Lenny James. Now uh, you're going to jail. Yeah, you're going to space jail. But then, of course, just so that you know, everything is in fact pointless. He makes it very clear that, unlike Snow, Guy Pierce's character, who's just sort of a soldier throw him at a problem if he dies no big deal mm-hmm. lenny is useful lenny knows things he understands sure. how the system works so he'll do three years in a minimum security prison no space jail for him yeah exactly and then they'll put him right back to work for the government mm-hmm. and you look like it, guy pierce looks at stormare and stormare's face is just kind of like that's probably how it's gonna that's be probably yeah it's probably right <laughs> and yeah. so just an act of just probably the most furious emotion you get from Guy Pierce's character mm-hmm. is when he's just sort of blasé about it, then takes the lighter that the general had given him with his last dying breath yes. and jabs it into Lenny James's character's face yeah. mm-hmm. to, to he's, burn him. He's marking him as a rat, like uh, Heidel was marked. Yeah, just like Heidel was marked. Mm-hmm. Symmetry? I guess so. So basically nothing means anything. Even finding out that Lenny James was the traitor Apparently isn't really going to matter. And something that we were talking about that I also don't love is that Lenny James is the double crosser bad guy. And then Hawk, um, who's also a person of color, is Maggie Grace's um, protection. And he's the stupid one who, you know, brought the gun in. And um, so anyway, the two people of color in this movie are the kind of idiot slash bad guys not great it's it's true. not great optics not 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 the best i i would it have just been too obvious for it to be stormare because it's always stormare and we assumed it was stormare and i guess you I, get more lenny james this way which i'm not it's against true. it's true and i and i do appreciate that they made stormare not the bad guy because he's always the bad guy so it was surprising that he wasn't yes but in the same way that, you know, if you're going to have a stupid helpless character and have it be the only woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Those parts aren't great. But. Mm-hmm. Guess what else we find out? What do we find out? That lighter uh-huh. that the general gave Guy Pierce in the first five seconds of the movie. Flashback, flashback. Don't let them take this, the general says. And he, As he shoves the lighter into Guy Pierce's hands. For some reason, Guy Pierce thinks it's the briefcase that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Which, I, I mean, for good reason, I suppose. They were sure. there to make an exchange. Dude had a briefcase. You assume the info is in the briefcase. Mm-hmm. As it turned out, it's just a tiny flash drive that was inside the lighter that Guy Pierce had the entire fucking time. Yep, exactly. The entire a fucking mm-hmm. a time. Yep. Exactly. He didn't have to go to space. He did not he have to go to space. He didn't have to get that case. He didn't have to go get mace he didn't have to although without, burn that face see i'm just making yeah, rhymes I at this see, point yeah it's very good <laughs> it was very good i mean the, the thing is that they wouldn't have then been able to pin lenny james as the turncoat if they didn't have him open the briefcase in theory in or maybe theory. his maybe his digital fingerprints would have been all over that flash drive we don't know yeah we don't know 
What's the we most never, important? We never know what's on that flash drive. We, we just know that it's know. secret secrets. information. <laughs> someone was selling secrets. Someone was buying secrets. Someone was returning secrets. That's what they and said. Returning secrets? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you well, the general was undercover, Megan. He was undercover. <laughs> and also, Guy Pierce's character was framed. And uh-huh. it's just, there's a lot of just... Just finger pointing. There's a lot mm-hmm. of finger pointing in this movie. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> but what's most important is that this experience brought brought Maggie Grace and mm-hmm. Guy Pierce together. Yeah, it did. In the end, she's there to rub his face in the fact that she learned his first name yep. and that it's Marion, and that's why he goes by Snow. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly he, right. He makes she makes a made, made Marion joke, which I think mm-hmm. is well delivered and mm-hmm. earned and. It's implied that they're potentially going to start a romantic relationship, but there's no, like, end kiss. Yeah, which is nice. Which is nice. I do. And he's, she, (laughs) when she shows up, she punches him because she owed it to him, Mm -hmm. which she did. Respect. Yep. And then he says, oh, I thought for a second you were going to kiss me. And there's a moment. And then she just walks away from him. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. And then they quip until the end as they're walking away from the camera Quip, quip, quip. Quip, witty, quip, witty, quip. Witty, witty, witty. Witty, witty, witty. End scene. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just stupid and funny. But one of the things I like about it is that the violence is still disturbing. Yeah. And it's taken seriously. And it's taken seriously. Yeah. And, and it's not so closely tied into the quippy humor. That's, that's mm-hmm. more associated with the circumstances and the characters themselves. And there, there's something about that that I do appreciate. Yep. I, I definitely agree. Not that I don't mind slapstick violence, but yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm saying nothing is, is what's important. Much like the movie, mm-hmm. I yep. am accomplishing you're nothing. It, yeah, you're tying it all together. And I'm taking up a lot of time accomplishing yeah. nothing. I'm proud of you, Amber. <laughs> so, Amber, what would you rate this movie? On our rock scale, Amber. Oh, the it rock is scale. Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, or K. I mean, why do we even have the rock scale at this point? Like, most of our movies are craze balls with the occasional outstanding and the even more occasional, like, eh, 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 you didn't need a helicopter. So we need a scale to rate things, Amber. Come on. Well, the scale is, I love this movie, so I made you watch it. Which would be... Craze balls. Yay! I thought it was craze balls too, Amber. You've broken me. Yay! Had to happen <laughs> sometime. Broken my spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this was crazy balls. It's not good by any standards. It uh, falls into those tropes that we talked about, which are the disappointing parts of the movie. But like most of the critics say, Guy Pierce makes this movie, and his nonchalant quipping it's just makes no sense, and it's very good. It's very good. the The action scenes are good. Like they mm-hmm. have good kind of combat hand to hand fisticuffs that's fun um good menace in the bad guys mm-hmm. uh gilgan's insanity is very it's entertaining and very, very off-putting mm-hmm. both those things are true um having peter storm in there not be oh, the bad guy is super interesting super great and i i <laughs> was just thinking that storm and Lenny James, both do voices in Destiny. They do. I was actually just thinking, so I was going to, I had that written down. Lenny James is Lord Shax. Lord Shax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love, <laughs> eh, 
Lenny James. It's, I hear his voice all the time, like, yelling at me in Crucible. Uh-huh, Especially, yep. like, when you do something really, really good, like, you kill five guardians in a row, and sometimes mm-hmm. he just goes, Yes! <laughs> this is amazing. It just wordlessly screams. It just, uh-huh. oh, it fills my heart with joy. Yeah. Uh- so they're both, like, Crucible People. No, Stor- uh, Stormare oh, is uh, Dead Orbit. Sorry, the, yes, one of the you're faction right. leaders. Yes, 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 you're right, of course. Who is just weird and creepy and says weird shit, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Yep. Stormare's great. Yeah. He, sh- he just pops up in anything. Mm-hmm. And he's always delightful. Agreed. Yeah, no, this movie is, is hardcore craze balls. It is, is a lot of fun. You're not going to learn anything watching it. You're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily see something new, mm-hmm. but it is thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. It's Escape from New York or L.A. in space, so who wouldn't want that? And now I need to watch those two movies. Mm-hmm, true. This is, this is leading me down a road of further delights by mm-hmm. telling me that this is derivative of something that is also apparently going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'll report back later. Good. Megan. Yes, Amber. I have an idea. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do a nappy story. Why, Amber, I will do an Abby story. So um, I, a few weeks ago, um, for some reason, Abby said, because she's two and a half, and apparently these are things that two and a half year olds think of, that if you removed all of Pickle's fur, then she would be purple underneath. I'm a little disturbed by that, but also enchanted. Reasons. And I said, oh, yeah, so what would that make her? And... Abby said she'd be a purple pickle pie because now she she calls pickle pickle pie because my mom said it one time. Daba said it one time and Abby thought that was hilarious. So purple pickle pie. And this weekend when I was painting pickle, who is not physically able to be more than three feet away from me, she's she's very much my own personal Riddick. Actually, she is (laughs) always within three feet of me. Um, when I was painting, of course, she got some purple paint on her, um, ear and torso and, but I don't know, other places. And, um, Abby was then very delighted because purple was a purple pickle pie. You should paint your entire dog purple. Probably. If I it, think that's the takeaway. Yeah. If it pleases Abby, it's the thing to do. Yeah. She must've been delighted. Mm-hmm, she was. But now you kind of have to be worried. Maybe she thinks that the things that she says will become reality. I'll do my darndest to make it true. Anything she wants. I think that's a very healthy attitude. Mm-hmm. Yep. And will definitely not lead to any problems down the road. I don't see how it could. Um, so what I'm recommending is the show Leverage. Not, not really like run out, drop what you're doing and watch Leverage, but it's a good, dumb brain candy show mm-hmm. brought to you by Aleve. TNT. Uh, essentially, you have Timothy Hutton, who plays the head of a group of thieves who do good things for people. Mm-hmm. They bring down powerful people with their shenanigans and tomfoolery. He masterminds the crew. There's a grifter. Uh, there's a, a hitter. There's a hacker. And there's a thief. Yes. The show's very cute and very formulaic and very silly and... Mostly I love it because the interplay between, you know, the, the actual, the, the chemistry between the, the actors and the, the characters themselves. And you, you have most of it between the, the hitter, the hacker, and the thief, which is mm-hmm. Christian Kane, Beth Reesgraff, and Aldous Hodge. And Aldous Hodge is kind of the only one I've seen in other things. He's very, very good. They're all, very good. it's adorable. It's, it's adorable. It's very 
sniping at each other and caring about each other. And it's it. I I just watch through it sometimes when I don't really want to think too hard about yeah. things. And I love the fact that you have like a black man doing the hacking, a mm-hmm. white you know white but still female woman doing the thieving uh, is is just great to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's it's, it's dumb. But Peter Snaremare is in an episode. And so are a bunch of other random people that you will recognize as guest stars, and it's silly. Yep. Yeah, we watched it at some point together, and yeah, it's just, it's it's very fun, it's very nice, it's very brain candy. It's also very enjoyable because the characters and the actors seem to get along so well and interplay off of each other really nicely. What is your recommendation? Good question, Amber. I am going to recommend the Adventure Zone graphic novels. Um, the second of which uh, has just come out this past July, I think. Um, actually, you and I and my brother went to see a kind of a reading of one of the graphic novels in New York City last month. Oh, Amber's um, very um, Vanna Whiting the book right now, which is great because this is a visual medium. I'm helping. Very much so. Um, this is based off of the Adventure Zone podcast, which I highly recommend. It is a podcast where three brothers play D&D with their dad. And it's always very silly, but then it gets to a place of real heartfeltness and sweetness and really interesting storytelling. You've already recommended it. I, I tangentially recommended it when we were talking about D&D. Yes. And I think you recommended it before then, too. No, I recommended B- my Bim Bam. Mm, and also definitely tang- talked about my adventure zone the adventure zone oh yeah no i've talked about it like three times but i've never actually recommended it i see mm-hmm. but i'm still not recommending it i'm recommending the adventure zone graphic novels that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. please read the graphic novels based on something that you won't have listened to because megan hasn't told you to listen to it yet well don't definitely listen to taz first and then read the graphic novel well you can't you can't do that that's a different recommendation entirely which you just said you haven't made i haven't made it i've recently well, written down all our recommendations and it has not been in there so this is this will be the second time that you've recommended a book based on something else without recommending the something else correct <laughs> awesome cool amber we did it did we mm so let me end this how I always do, which is I to just, say... Can I just leave for this part and you can just do this on your own? You don't want to sign off with me, Amber? Our classic I mean, I... sign-off law- line of rock steady, everyone. Rock steady. Uh, keep it steady. Keep it even keel this week. No. Rock steady. No. No. Oh, yeah. Now I'm thinking rock steady and bebop. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm back in a happy place. You can't bring me down, woman. You can't bring me down with your nonsense. Okay, bye, Amber. Okay, bye, Megan. <laughs>